You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Good day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a cellular package. I am Glenn Hart, and today it was uh, Chris Hipkins' turn. Yes, uh, a lot of Chris Hipkins uh, for you. Two hours, in fact. Don't worry, this podcast isn't two hours long. Uh, so uh, let's uh, crack into it. Um, really, we had to start off with uh, the response to what's going on in Israel. Uh, they sort of dropped the ball, didn't they, before they picked it up again. So as we enter the final week of the campaign of 2023, time now for the final of our Leaders' Breakfast. Chris Hipkins for two hours on the last three years, the change of leadership, the direction of the country and the potential result and fallout of this Saturday night. Very good morning to you. Good morning. Out of 10, how are you feeling? Oh, pretty good. Uh, you know what I mean? Are you questioning health-wise or campaign-wise? Well, let's there, Mike? both. Well, look, health-wise, I'd say I'm about an eight or a nine, you know, Still, still got a little bit of recovery to go, but certainly feeling a lot more energetic than I was a week ago. Campaign three or four? Uh, no, campaign, I'd say, you know, we're in the upper half with the campaign, but we've still got a wee way to go. Talk to me about the uh, some current issues to start with, first of all. What on earth was Nanaya Mahuta thinking when she put that release out? I think the wording could have been stronger, and um, ultimately I did the statement a few, literally a few hours later that where the wording was a bit stronger, uh, was a lot stronger actually, and um, you know I, I'm not going to get too hung up on that. I think the wording could have been stronger, but the, the New Zealand's position on this has, has been very clear right from the beginning. You know, we support a two-state solution. That's New Zealand's long-standing position. Both, I think, both major parties in New Zealand support that as the um, as the ultimate resolution here. Uh, but what's happened is just abhorrent. Did you? I'm led to believe you didn't even talk to her before she put the statement out. Is that correct? Uh, no, I was um, unavailable. I was busy doing other campaign-related activities at the time. But um, I'm, you know, very comfortable with the statement that I then put out later on in the morning. You wouldn't have had to put out another statement if she had put out a proper one in the first place, though, would you? I think it's likely I would have um, wanted to say something about this anyway. I mean, it is a it is a major international event. Does she not understand the international stage? Uh, no, look, I don't think people should read too much into it. I mean, I think your wording could have been stronger, but ultimately we were saying the same thing. It's wrong. Um, and, you know, we, we do want to see a two-state solution. We do want to see de-escalation. Uh, but we absolutely respect Israel's right to defend itself. Having said that, the reason I ask about this is is because her appointment originally was unusual. Do you see it as unusual? I don't see it as unusual at all. She's been a very long-standing member of Parliament. I, I don't really see any... Is that the criteria to be a foreign affairs minister, just being around the place a long time? No, she's a long-standing member of Parliament. I think she's actually represented New Zealand incredibly well internationally. She doesn't like travel. Uh, she's travelled extensively over since in the time. But she that doesn't I've been. like it. she doesn't like it, and she seems to misread the Middle East in no, the she, most astonishing way. She's travelled extensively in the time that I've been prime minister. I think she's done a good job. And so you you would back her again if you win the election this Saturday. She's the foreign minister for the foreseeable. Well, well I'm not doing. I'm not dishing out jobs uh, in a future government today. But I, I have absolute confidence in Nanaya Mahuta. The Auckland Council decision on Friday, as regards the buyout, does it set a precedent as Wayne Brown suggests, or not? Uh, one of the things we've been very mindful of is that we're going to need a more robust framework around buyouts for flood affected and cyclone affected and just generally you know, managed retreat. We're going to need a more robust framework for that. Um, there have been a number of natural disasters in New Zealand now, the Canterbury earthquake, the cyclones, the flooding, um, where we've had to put bespoke arrangements in place. Um, I do see the stuff that we've done around the flooding and the cyclone as a one-off, but 
we're going to but it's going to inform i think decisions that government's going to need to take longer term because what he said was they're, they're setting the payout at about 80 percent for uninsured 95 percent i think it is for insured people what does that say to uninsured people why would you bother you're getting 80 percent next time it rains i mean what's that about i think one of the things that we do have to look at in terms of a long-term framework is how we ensure that government doesn't become a default insurer Right. Do you worry about that? Yes, I do. Um, and it's, look, it's not a new dilemma. The, the um, national government found the same dilemma after the Canterbury earthquakes as well. If we create the, the message, the long-term message, that if you're uninsured, well, don't worry, government is on the hook for 80% of your buyout anyway, um, I think that sends the wrong message. Now, you have to deal with things on a case-by-case basis at the moment, but we do need a longer-term, more predictable framework for this. Winston Peters in the poll, you've seen not the general polls, but the poll no one trusts him in this country, right? So just, just for all the the people who have texted this morning rule out in the best way verbally you know how Look, that you will not deal with him he will not ring you you will not ring him there is no there is nothing there to keep talking about for the rest of this week because I'm abs- so sick and tired of this. There is absolutely, I mean, I made this very clear several months ago. There is absolutely no prospect of a Labour New Zealand first governing arrangement following the election. If Winston Peters holds the balance of power, he'll be sitting around the table with Christopher Luxon and David Seymour trying to figure out how to put a government together. Labour will not be involved in those conversations. Latest conspiracy theory is you'd quit on the night and therefore somebody, the new leader, would be able to go, oh, well, I didn't make that promise, so therefore... That was a collective decision. I, I didn't do that in isolation. I went and I got the endorsement from that position, from from the whole team for that position. Okay. Over the weekend, also, the Australians are chasing forty million dollars from quarantine. How much is owed to us? I haven't actually looked at that for a while, Mike. So I don't have the most up to date. Are figures. we chasing anything? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm going back about a year now because I obviously haven't been involved in those particular that portfolio for over a year now. But there was certainly money outstanding at the time uh, that I, I stopped being minister for COVID. Will you response. get every dollar back? Um, I don't know. Um, I think it's unlikely we will get every dollar back. Um, debt to government is uh, always proves to be tricky in, in any context to be able to recover. Do you regret that? Um, I certainly think that uh, MIQ was the right thing to do. It was full of complication. It was not easy. The mechanism um, in which you use by we didn't use a credit the, card like any other hotel the in the world to pay The up mechanism front. for charging, I think, certainly could have been better in the beginning. It's m- most of the debt is is not the latter stays. It's it's the earlier stays. It's when MIQ was first literally slapped together at the beginning. So you would have done um, it differently. Oh, absolutely. So mistakes, I've made a few. We might come back to that uh, towards the end of the podcast. The rewrap. In the meantime, though, it was interesting uh, this morning. He came in uh, with a large bottle of uh, red Gatorade. Obviously, he can't have the blue one. Um, and, and then uh, for his coffee order, it was a Coke Zero. This is very Trumpian, isn't it? Other matters I wanted to get through that are in the news at the moment. That Farmac story with Rachel Smalley. What's the matter with the woman who's running Farmac? Why does she behave that way? Well, ultimately, that is a question for the Farmac board. But I, I'll, I'll say publicly, I think that um, you know the comments that she's made in those in that email trail are unacceptable. I, I would expect better of conduct from someone holding a, a senior position like that. What should happen to her? Uh, ultimately, again, that is a question for the board of Farmac. Um, they can get some guidance and some support from the Public Service Commissioner as well. But it's not the sort of politically neutral, professional public nothing service cl- approach that we to would it. expect to see. And, and if it hadn't been for the OIA, we would never have known that. And how many other people in the public service do you reckon have that same broad view, that sneering arrogance? I actually don't think that's reflective of the um, overall culture within the public service. I think the culture within the public service is one of you know serving whichever government of the day is in office um, and genuinely trying to do the right thing to serve the New Zealand public. Um, but I, I think this is unacceptable. If it was up to you, would you sack her? 
Um, again, it's not up to me, and and it's important. I think anyone who is a minister or wants to be a minister shouldn't really wade into that territory. We'll talk about justice later, and we've talked a number of times about the business of the Sentencing Act and and the gap between politicians and judges. But is there a too big a gap between you and the public service? I mean, if I was a minister, I'd be all over this. No, I mean, I think in this particular case, this is a question for the chair of the Farmac board. Now, I'm sure ministers will express... Who appoints the chair? A minister will express their view to the, to chair, the, chair. To the chair of the board. Has the minister expressed um, their view? Yes, absolutely. Um, but not doing that publicly. I mean, can we, can the, we these are the, employment matters, after Sure. All. Can we put it in the way that the, the chair of the board, which is Mahari, of course, who's another old Labour mate of yours, is he in any doubt as to what the minister thinks? No, I, I would say not. And based on that, would you be surprised if he didn't do something tangible about what has unfolded there? I, I think he certainly um, is well aware that the government is unhappy, uh, the Labour government is unhappy with what's happened here. And something should happen as a result of it, as opposed to just a telling off for a well, finger we, wag. We couldn't direct him in that regard, um, because again... You know, but but the you've conceded he's in no doubt as to how you feel, and you will be expecting something to come of this. Uh, well, I certainly, I would certainly say that he's in no doubt of how the government, of the, how the government views it. Very go. First half hour done just like that. Should you be on the Coke Zeros? Well you've just given me one so I think well, yeah. we, we, we gave you one because you, you asked for one Should you be on the Coke Zeros? How many of these are you going to knock off before nine? Uh, well no, only, only one one or two a day now I'll cut it down to one or two a day. Okay fair enough yeah. you, you feeling better for it then? Yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's my caffeine hit. Good on you um, Yeah I don't know I, I, I've I eat a lot of random stuff early in the morning because I get up in the middle of the night to go to work. But I draw the line at drinking Coke before about 11am. The rewrap. Always happy to have a sausage roll, though. Real quick question on coalitions. And as much as you want to focus on Hipkins and uh, on Luxon and his various machinations, what about you and Rawari, a bloke who doesn't even believe in democracy? What an earth are you hanging with them for? The Māori pa- the radical rhetoric from the Māori Party is nothing new. I mean, you heard the same radical re- rhetoric from them uh, during the years that they were campaigning effectively to be part of a John Key-led national government, and they were a very constructive partner in that government. So that's it's all hot here? Well... You know, the Māori Party's track record of working constructively with the key and English government. No, that, that, was actually, different, that was a different Māori Party. Well, no, but that's that was... Tariana Turia and Peter Sharples. That is not Rawari. He's, he's, he's a crazy man. Pla- well, they had Hone Harawera in that team. The platform has not changed. So you're, you're, you, you don't bother, you're not bothered by them. There's nothing radical about them. They're not going to upend any sort of coalition negotiations in the same way you would like to see or hope. That Peters does with the I, other I think side. That, I think that they would be the same kind of bring the same pragmatic approach to governing if they're in the position to do that after the election uh, under a future Labour government, the one they did under a key English government. Okay, mark your Labour government against the Helen Clark Labour government, the Longy Labour government, and the Adern Labour government. Oh, if you're talking about the last six months, um, I, I, I thought think, it was eight months. Well, six months before the, I mean the, uh, the campaign <laughs> before the campaign period right. began. Um, I think we've we've done pretty well, but I mean I, I'm I just think numbers out of out of ten don't really mean a lot. I didn't ask you for numbers out of ten. Are you one of the great Labour governments? I think we've history D- too judge, long a pause. History judges those things. How would you judge Helen Clark's government? Uh, I think of a very successful government. How would you judge David Longy's government? I think a very successful government. How would you judge Jacinda Ardern's government? A very successful government. And how would you judge yours? I think it's been a successful government. 
You say you're not even saying that with a straight face, Chris. No, I think it has been a successful government. Look, w- w- look at the areas that I've made a priority in the time that I've been prime minister. I've made international trade a priority. We've got the European Union Free Trade Agreement signed. We've got the UK Free Trade Agreement coming into force. Very successful trade mission to China. If you look at the work that we've done around supporting New Zealanders with the cost of living, um, you know we've had some um, very sensible, pragmatic approaches to you know cutting the cost of living. We've got inflation coming back down. We've got government debt. Um, um, you know, we, we, we've got a plan to get back into surplus so that we keep government debt under control. We are rebuilding the country's infrastructure. You know, the, our schools and our hospitals are being rebuilt. We've got real momentum on those issues and we've got to keep moving forward on them. Have you eaten too much during this campaign? Far too much. Have you put on much weight? Far too much. <laughs> why, why do you keep eating? I don't know. There's something. It's become a compulsion. It's like whenever food comes out, the cameras suddenly swarm around me like bees, and they they won't go away until I eat something. Well, fair enough. Good luck on the uh, the rest of the campaign for the week. Thanks, What's Mike. your prediction for Saturday night? Um, I'm I'm well beyond making predictions, but I think we're going to do significantly better than any of the polls are indicating. Are you going to be government? Oh, look, that's certainly the goal. <laughs> nice to see you, and uh, good luck. And we'll talk on Saturday night. Just, just, just. On Saturday night, if it doesn't go well for you, you're not going to pack a sad and not talk to me on the radio, are you? Oh, look, I'll, I'll be there on Saturday night um, for good or bad. Will you be on the show on Saturday night? Oh, I don't know if I've had an invitation oh, yet, Mike. Nice to see you. Good, good, luck see for you. The, good, good luck for the rest of the week. Chris Hipkins. Yep, I find him far more relatable than ever now that I know that he's got weird tastes in beverages and uh, can't control himself when people offer him food. I find that most relatable. Uh, I, I'm Glenn. Uh, offer me anything and I'll probably eat it. Uh, that was the rewrap. We'll be back uh, with one. It's with just Mike tomorrow. It won't be co hosted by a politician, I don't think. The rewrap. The rewrap. For more from News Talk ZB, listen live, on air, or online. And keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.